This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Corporate thing. You'll find out the base of that is first thing the devil will do is is to make you you we get non-responsive to the to the way that God has set up things. The Bible says he gave gifts unto men. One of those gifts is having a local church and a local and a pastor that knows your name, that has you has has you in, put in his heart that prays for you. See? For what? For your empowerment, your equipping, and your employment. All right? Mm-hmm. That your life would become fruitful. Yes. It's to grow us up so that we can partner with God. And, you know, live healthy, whole, fulfilling the purpose of God lives. That's the purpose of it. Okay? So, you know, I, in praying about people, all... all you know, I mean, uh, you know, I've seen the little lightning bugs that go off out over here, you know, shining for Jesus, doing their own thing. And, you know, the power is in being connected and and being in the pack, being in the gathering, okay? In the gathering, that's where it's the most powerful. Be careful. Jesus said, he said, you need to be careful of. Now, these are the words of Jesus. They're not, you know, they're not my uh, words. But, you know, any good parent, and all pastoring is, is growing folks up. Amen. But any good parent, even in the, you know, Things change when kids get a little bit older because remember when we turn it when we go over Jackass Hill in the in the teenage years we all of a sudden your parents know nothing but you know everything and uh, it, it's okay you know that's part of growth and development in life but you know Jesus said this he said now he said and he pointed out Jesus pointed out and he said now you see those. Folks over there that are self-agended and self-willed and self-promoting. Talk about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the religious folks who are just taking it and trying to do their own thing with it. Turning the God thing into their thing. He said, be careful of that. He said, they say one thing, but they don't do it. He said, don't follow their lives. Don't. Don't be deceived into he goes, be careful of that of that leaven or yeast. Now he likened the kingdom of God to he said it only takes a little bit to infect the whole lump. He said, You get a little off following those that are off, and pretty soon your whole life is off. He said, The if the blind lead the blind, then they both fall in the ditch. Amen. You know, uh, the stay in the middle of the road uh, with the Lord, live, living well-balanced lives. Amen. Yes. All right. Uh, the God gathering is the greater glory thing, and it consists of all the little lights. It is the greater thing. It's the greater work of God. The church is the greater work of God, of which we are a part. The Bible goes on to say in uh, Corinthians, or it talks about, it says, you can't take a piece of the body, and the body begins to say, well, because I'm not this, I'm not important. He goes, no, it takes all of it, but you can't disconnect a part from the body and expect the body to be whole or healthy, especially that part, it will die. It will just shrivel up and die. See? It's a dead thing. And the dead wood gets, it falls off. It doesn't really even have to get cut off. I mean, eventually it just falls off. That folks fall away. The greater thing, the greater work uh, is in that picture when your butt is working. You thought we got off subject, didn't you? 
See, in the darkness and in the deception, if you ever watch the lightning bugs, you know, they're not, they're not on all the time. They're blink, 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 blink. Aren't you glad that, you know, uh, uh, it's hard to maintain super spirituality, isn't it? Isn't that right? But, you know, the, 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 when it shuts down, there's the darkness, and then it lights up in the darkness, and then there's the darkness. I'm going to liken it to this. See, when they say. But when one is but, not lighting up, the other one is. See, that's what the body of Christ is. You know, when you're not the being fully charged or you're not being yeah. able to do all that you can do in your area, mm-hmm. the person next to you is able to fill in and they are mm-hmm. lighting up and doing yeah. their job. See, that's yeah. why together mm-hmm. we're better. Mm-hmm. That's why there's more power when we're corporately together. Because, see, I can't do your job, you can't do mine, but when we're all doing it together... Mm-hmm. One maybe has to, you know, not fully lit. The other one says, well, Mm -hmm. hey, I'll take the light over here until Mm -hmm. you can light up. Mm -hmm. See, we got to be there one for another, praying and lifting each other up. And when you're not in the know all by yourself, living somebody else's light, living their glow, are you listening? Mm -hmm. Amen. We're helpful to one another to help one another see. This is God. Okay. When there's questions, you know, people can, uh, people can tell uh, you know, if we're sensitive, you know, that I know they put on a smile, but something's, something's up with them, you know. And love is going to pray. Love is going to look for a way. Now, Lord, yes. I, I think you're going to help them. They're struggling right now. Isn't that right? They're blinking. <laughs> it, it, it's a really, really good picture. So uh, when, you know, when they say, and I'm going to tell you what. There's plenty of they say out there in the world. In, out of the darkness, there's a lot of they say. Jesus stood with his guys around the fire, and he said, he didn't ask them at first. He said, who do they say that I am? And boy, they all knew what they say. Isn't that right? Have you ever heard any of the they says? You know? Well, when they say, here's, here's the interim, it's like, all right, what does God say? And then what do I say? Yes. All right, yes. because there's, say, when they say, let me tell you what they're going to say, what the devil says, mm-hmm. what the darkness is, what the doom and gloom and, and you know, destruction uh, is. But Matthew, you know, we just read that, you know, what, what when they say what the devil says, we are to say what God said from his word and is still saying from his word. Yes. Always go. When you have a question about the world, go to the word. Yes. Don't let the world is always going to question the word. See, and challenge it and say it doesn't apply. It's not the most important thing. What God says. It says over. <laughs> it says. uh Jesus said this, he said, he said, should we, uh, and we need to ask ourselves, do we say, we say something or should we just stay silent and allow the world to put us under a bucket? He said, isn't that what Jesus said? Isn't Jesus our Lord? Isn't he the one that we're following? Here's another key for you. You know, as long as people are following the Lord, all right, the Lord, everybody say the Lord then you're safe to follow them. When they're not following the Lord, are you listening? You need to know, you need to be sure, check your own self that he is the Lord, your Lord, so that when folks get off, you don't get off with them. You pray for them, but you don't get off with them. Do do people quit following the Lord? Did Jesus have people that quit following him? Did he? Did he have people that were even, uh, I mean, shoulda, coulda, uh, seemed like woulda known better. Are, are there Judases in this life? Those that, you know, you love them, give them every opportunity in the world, but at some point in time, they just decide they're going off. They do. Isn't that right? There were crowds that went off. They said, well, this is a hard saying. Now, we, it's okay as long as, you know, we was getting the free food. You know, I like the church fellowship and fried chicken and nanner pudding. But now, you talking about tithing and stuff like that, preacher, that's too much. 
That's just a too far. Anyway, moving right along before we get too far down into the uh, stuff uh, here. Yeah, should we say something? When the world says, I want to read you this out of, uh, uh, and then Sandy will come back, put frosting on the cake. It'll all sweeten up. It'll be wonderful. The what now? No, you can. Okay. All right. Here it says this, uh, Psalms 2. This is when they say, and this is the world that we're living in today. Why the big noise nations? Why the mean plots, peoples? Earth leaders push for position. Demagogues and delegates meet for summit talks. Now, one translation says they gather themselves together. That's not the gathering you want to be in. You don't want to be in the gathering of the scoffers and the mockers. You don't want to sit uh, complacent and apathetic in the place where God is being uh, demeaned and God is being diminished. You know, where they say, you know, why would you follow anybody, listen, anybody that says there is no God? The Bible says that person is a fool that says there is no God. We don't fool with fools. We pray for them, but we don't fool with them. Are you listening? It says, the God deniers, the Messiah defiers. Let's get free of God. Cut loose from the Messiah. Now, you know, uh, we have to have enough sense about us, common sense and spiritual sense, to know, you know, uh, and not just, there are a lot of folks that say sometimes, you know, call Jesus Lord, Lord, but Jesus said, well, the definition of Lord, Lord is you do what I say. You do what I say. Amen? All right. Let's get free of God, cut loose from Messiah. Heaven throne God breaks out laughing. At first he's amused at their presumption. Then he gets good and angry. Fiercely he shuts them up. Don't you know there's a king in Zion, a coronation banquet is spread for him on the holy summit. Now, see, you know, you're not going to cancel God, okay? Even if we, even if we, if we you know, uh, write him off, <laughs> he's still God. He's still God. Amen. And, you know, the Bible says in another place, it says, it says, look at these people that desert God. See, God never deserts us. He never forsakes us. The forsaking is on our part. We're going to read another scripture here in a second over in Hebrews, the 10th chapter. It speaks for itself. And, you know, why, why, why would you do that? Look, I'm just, we're just the messenger uh, here. It is good news. The only people this is bad news to is those that don't want to hear this kind of stuff. But we are obligated to just tell the truth. Not obligated, not responsible for how people respond to it. Our responsibility to God is to say what he says. Simply tell the truth. Speak it in love. You know, you know it, it's not unkind for a parent. It's not unkind for a person even to say, you know, to warn us or to even intervene to some degree. Just says, you need to watch out. That, that's, there's danger down that path. That's not good. It seems right, but the end of that is death. That's a trap. That's a snare. Amen. Wandering off in the dark, you know, is not a wise thing to do, especially not in the day that we're in. And we're in days where, where the darkness is dense. It's thicker than ever. Isn't that right? They may cancel me for saying this, but, I mean, if, if, we're, if we're at the place right now, honey, where, you know, uh, where... Uh, you can decide to kill a child outside of the womb. Amen. There are states that are, are going to maintain that. All right. Uh, we're not debating any of the other. We're just saying, you know, uh, uh, you know that that is just so deceived that thirty up to thirty days after birth, you can decide whether or not that that is a viable human being. That's pretty deep doo-doo, if you ask me. That's pretty deep. That's pretty deep darkness. Amen. The other thing is, is that, you know, and, and need to be careful uh, of this, 
little three-year-olds and four-year-olds and five-year-olds that we're that that they are being uh really manipulated and abused to the place to where creating a chaos in their lives that they don't you know that they don't even understand sexuality but they're mixing it all up and telling them they got to choose what sex they are it's already been decided for them are you listening are you hearing any parent that would tell their child, you know, and, and let their child be uh, really abused and manipulated on that line shouldn't have a child. I'm serious. Amen. At some point in time, you got to know what you do stand for. Is there any kind of standards left anymore? Well, the word of God is in the beginning, God created them male and female. Period. You know, well, I. You know, I, I believe in, in, in the new pronouns. Let me tell you what my pronoun is. Some of it I can't say on TV. You know, but one of it's like, take your nonsense somewhere else. Call me that. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Foolish. Yeah. Amen. I'm not fooled by that. Pastor, why would you say that? Because when they say, my butt lights up. <laughs> I go, but what does God say? And that's what I say. When you say there ain't no God, but wait, now what did God say? Look all around at the evidence, and I'll tell you, here's what I say. There is a God, and we are accountable to him. When they say he don't care, he's not looking, he doesn't see we can get away with anything, but now, but, but, but I'm going to light up over that now. I'm going to raise my voice. My hand in is going to do something other than just sit there and shut up and put up and go along just to get along, that ain't right. God is a merciful God and the judge of all the earth, and he will do what's right, and it's right for him to give you a space, but you best not be fooling and throwing away his grace because there'll come a day when you'll answer for that stupid stuff. Well, uh, I don't want to create a controversy. Well, you can't be a follower of Jesus because that dude was mixing it up. He had a butt attached to a backbone that had a brain. The mind of God. (laughs) Praise the Lord, everybody. I know you haul out of Professor Sandy because she don't say that kind of stuff. She can say that, you know, uh, in such a way that it's just like, you know, uh, she says some hard stuff. When I say the hard stuff, it's like you can tell. It's different. <laughs> it's just different. Amen. Uh, let me read this. Uh, the t- this is in Hebrews 10. And just listen to the word, and then, uh, and then we're going to... Uh, we're going to have a come to Jesus meeting. Uh, Hebrews 10 chapter, uh, beginning with verse number, I believe it's 19. It says, so friends, we can now without hesitation right, walk right up to God. The subtitle of this, it says, don't throw it all away. We can walk right up to God into the holy place. Jesus has cleared the way by the blood of his sacrifice, acting as our priest before God. The curtain into God's presence is his body. So let's do it. Full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. He always keeps his word. So let's see how inventive we can be in encouraging love and helping out, not avoiding worshiping together as some do. Outspurring each other on, especially as we see the big day approaching. Do you believe there's a big day approaching? Now, some people believe that that this is right now. No, no. I don't believe it's right now, uh, but we're going to occupy and work until he comes. If Jesus came, 
you know, there, there are those that see all of these signs, you know, of, of the, you know, darkness and all of that. Now, remember, Jesus, and that the devil's just going to take over, and then Jesus is going to, at the very last minute, send in special forces and, you know, uh, scoop us up out of here in a rescue mission. That's not how the Bible teaches it, okay? I, I've seen this in my own life, you know. The devil doesn't get to have the final word. I will not be driven back, driven out, driven away because of the devil's deal. Yes. Never. Never. You get the victory, you get the triumph, and then you walk away, walking right through it, but you walk away because until that big day, see, are you listening, when God says, and that, I don't believe that we're there yet, you know, well, there's a harvest to reap. So, you know, quit trying to pull yourself out of your body and, and you know, you know, you see the people like, you know, come on, Jesus, come on, take me away, Jesus, you know. Well, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to that, all right? You know, but think about those that are going to get left behind if we leave some of the harvest in the field to the very last soul that will. Are you listening? He's working, and we need to be working too, yes. all right? So get that off of your mind. You know, if you're just hanging around, waiting around, you know, uh, uh, for the Lord to just, you know, snatch uh, you on up out of here so you don't, you know. Uh, this, is, this, is a, this is a little school fire drill. There ain't no real fire. It's coming. All right, that day, the big day, the great day, uh, of of the Lord is coming. Yes. It is. And we see that when that happens, you know, I mean, the stuff that's happening uh, right now is peanuts compared to, you know, when there's, when the church is removed. I said when the church is yes. removed and the Antichrist has full reign. You don't want to be here in that then. Amen. That's how God, God's pulling us out before that. But not until every last person that will be part of the church. All right. You want to make sure you're in the church. Are you in Christ? In the church. All right. The the devil has. Why would the devil fight the gathering together so hard? On an individual basis. Then even on a national. You know all this other stuff. Uh, you know, uh, and and the the one thing that that he hammered home during that time, the church is not essential. The church is not essential. The church is not essential. Well, I'm going to tell you what: if God's not essential, then the church isn't essential. If the Word of God is not essential, then you know, uh, then the church is not essential because God is bringing His Word. He's speaking through into and then through His church to the world. He said, "You are." Who's he referring to? He said, "I." He said, I will build my church, the gathering. The church's definition is a gathering, the ecclesia, gathering together of the people of God, those that will and do. Are you listening? And the devil's focusing on those that won't and don't. See, the don't comes out of a won't, not a I can't. Are you listening? Now, there's some people you understand, and... You know, uh, the anointing, the covering, the grace of God that's on us as a church, a gathering of people, a family, a tribe, a clan, set in the body, such as, please God, the great body of Christ. And of course, we extend that to those of you that are out there. We could call some of your names. You, you are prayed for. You are protected and provided by the grace. You're a partaker of this grace. You really physically cannot come. All right, but we're going to fix that. Give me that bottle of oil over there. I'm announcing this because I had a, yeah, I had, I'm going to let you. You can share some stuff in a second, amen. But I'm going to announce this. This step of faith for us, but I heard from God. God, Lord, corrected me a week or so ago, and he said, he said, from now on, he said, there will be prayer for the sick in this house, every service. And we're going to make room for that. And he gave me that scripture, said, if there be any sick among you, 
Let him call for the elders of the church and anoint you with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. And I said, well, God, if you ain't going to heal people, I'm not doing that. And he said, I said the prayer of faith. You need to do what I tell you. <laughs> Amen. No, we're not the healer, but we're going to obey God. Amen. So if you're out there and you need and you and you are looking, uh, you know, uh, to God to heal you, this is your place. We're not going to let anybody come in this house that that is sick and is looking to God for healing go out. There will be prayer and anointing with oil every time we gather together at some point and place in the service. Sometimes it be right. After praise and worship, sometimes it might be after the preaching, but there will be this, and it will be broadcast live because God can put on his own show. Amen? Well, Pastor, what if it don't happen? What if it does? I'm more on the what if, it, what if he does. What if God don't do it? I've, I've been on that side, you know. Well, that'll keep you from not doing anything with God. But what if God does? What if God wants to? And when you hear from something from God, you know what I'm saying. Now, you're looking at a man that, you know, I, I preached to my family six months sitting on the couch believing people would come, and they didn't. Amen? But I was faithful with a little, and eventually I became the ruler over much. Amen? People came eventually. The sick will come and they'll be healed if they'll hook up by faith. Amen. We'll do our part by faith and and they'll do their part. All right. Now, uh, if we give up and turn our backs on all we've learned, all we've been given, all the truth we now know, we repudiate Christ's sacrifice and we are left on our own to face the judgment, and a mighty fierce judgment it will be. If the penalty for breaking the law of Moses or the word of God is physical death, what do you think will happen if you turn on God's Son, spit on the sacrifice that made you whole? Can can we say something right there about, you know, the body of Jesus? What did Jesus, when his body was broken, it was so that he would have a body of people called the church that could gather together. Wholeness, we refuse wholeness in our own personal life when when we do not recognize, the Bible says, this reason many are sick and weak among you and even die early because you do not rightly discern the body of Christ, the church, the gathering together, and my part and my participation and my role in that. He said, so much the more when you see that bigger day approaching, do you think that we're closer to the bigger day than ever before? You know, if not corporately, individually, I'm not planning on being here to get forever, are you? Remember that guy we heard preaching on there said, and we've known people that said, that got called back after they died, and they go, why did you do that? I'm going where I, I, this garbage pile. You stay here for a while longer. I'm gone. Amen. All right. Uh, this is no light matter. What, what's so disturbing and grieving, I believe, to the heart of God is how lightly many of his own children treat the gathering together. Treat, you know, how much joy he gets out of having his family over for dinner every week. He enjoys you living your life all week long, takes such great pleasure in walking and talking with you, but there's something different when the family comes together and he gets in the midst of that. He's been working all week on the menu. He's been working all week on the activities. He's been working all week getting everything just right so that you will Enjoy yourself while he enjoys you. Think about the heart of God. It's not an obligation. It should be a revelation. This is no light matter. God has warned us that he'll hold us to account and make us pay. Now, him making us pay is simply, he just says, you get to choose. Have it your way. You don't have to listen to me, but you may come a point in time when you wish that you had. Because if you come up missing, there's going to be some things that are missing in your life. 
And how many of you know that if you thought you had $25 in your wallet and your bill is $24.95 and you reach in there and all you got is the 5 somehow you, the 20 is missing. Or even if the 5 is missing. You thought you had enough, but when it came time, you didn't have enough to pay. You see what I'm saying? What does God hand out? Faith. Faith in him and faith in his word and learning his ways. Amen. That there's no substitute for that. He was quite explicit. He said, vengeance is mine. I don't overlook a thing. God will judge his people. Remember, judgment starts in the house of God. Nobody's getting by with anything, believe me. And judgment starts with we are to judge ourselves against what? The word of God. Am I doing the word or am I only hearing it? Have I settled for knowing about, oh, I know all about that. Know him in that. See? You know, when I first heard this word about, you know, going to church, that was built into me as if I'm going to be a Christian, church is part of me being a Christian. It's a major part. There are a lot of different reasons why that I found out afterwards, but, man, that was kind of up front. You know, before I became a Christian, I treated church as a light matter. I didn't want to get too close to church because if I, even if I got too close to a Christian, the spirit of truth that was in them was too close for comfort for the error I was in. The light started shining even though it was blinking, you know, and uh, I didn't like what I saw in my life. I projected it onto them. Well, you're goody two-shoes, you know, better than everybody else, self-righteous. They weren't self-righteous. They were being, they were being, it was the righteousness of God and the conviction of the Spirit of God. You don't really have to convict people. Just live full of the Spirit. He convicts the world of sin and of judgment and of righteousness. Did you see that? There's the thing. Let the Lord deal with people. The Holy Spirit will deal with people about sin, where we're missing it. Are you listening? He'll deal with them about judgment. The Bible says that the, the, the God of this world is judged. Why do you want to do Why do you want to go down with the devil? And of righteousness, there is a way. His name is Jesus. And there's forgiveness through the power of his blood. The forgiveness of sin. Not a covering over. A wiping away. I like that. Amen. The Bible says that we try to cover over our sin. Religion afforded the blood of bulls and goats to, you know, uh, uh, to cover it over. But the blood of the Lamb of God wiped it away. Once and for all. Forgiven. Hallelujah. By the blood. And he said, when we don't do what the word says, you know, and even in the gathering together, we're spitting on that sacrifice. Because as forgiven people, are you listening? We ought to be grateful and appreciative to the God that served us in serving him. Putting him first. Honoring Honoring him. Amen. Remember those early days when you first saw the light? Those were the hard times. Kicked around in public. Targets of every kind of abuse. Some days it was you. Other days your friends. And some friends went to prison. You stuck by them. Some enemies broke in. Seized your goods. You let them go a smile. Knowing that they couldn't touch your real treasure. Nothing they did bothered you. Nothing set you back. So don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing. But you need to stick it out, staying with God's plan so you'll be there for the promised completion. It won't be long now. He's on the way. He'll show up most any minute. But anyone who is right with me thrives on loyal trust. If he cuts and runs, I won't be very happy. But we're not quitters who lose out. I'm not. I, I'm not. You hear people say, well, I just, I, I just can't do the church thing. I'm still doing the God thing. No, you're not. You're not. I'll say it as kindly as I can. You're deceived. You're hearing. You've, you're living off of what you've heard. You're listening to the wrong voice. And, you're, and so you quit church. Well, let me just tell you, you can't separate God from his church. And you're losing out. 
and and now listen, and you may come to a place where you lose out big time in your life. Amen. It says we're not quitters who lose out. Oh, no, we'll stay with it and survive trusting all the way. Amen. Hallelujah. Trusting all the way. Jesus uh, is going to keep building his church, building his temple, building a people. Are you hearing? And fill that people with his glory. And fill the earth with his glorious, victorious story. Amen. Together we really are better. Alone, we're in more trouble than we know. Amen. Now why would you say that? Because we're in, a, we're, we're in a window of time that's not going to last forever. The deception is, is that you've got plenty of time. I don't believe that. I believe there comes a time when we come up to, you know, uh, the place of entering into a different thing where his promise, a measure of his promise is concerned. The Bible teaches this, both Old and New Testament. And if we keep refusing him all the way up to there, when you get to the big thing, we're refusing him in that and lose out. God doesn't want anyone to lose out. We don't want anyone to lose out. But I'm going to tell you what now, you know, uh, if you, you know, if, if we just, if we, if we choose to lose out, we let you out. There's, there's nothing we can do about that. You know, we're living, this is the word of the Lord right now, and you're going to make everything all better here in a moment. But this, I hear this in my, in my spirit. You know, there are a lot of people I've been praying uh, over, and, uh, you know, that I see this happening in their, and with their lives. And uh, the, uh, the word of the Lord, the, the prophetic word came to the prophet of God. And he said, how long are you going to mourn and grieve over Saul? And the word to Samuel to Saul, he goes, you rejected God. Now God's rejecting you. You sowed rejection. See, and and. You know, and God rejects that rejection from you. If you won't let God, God can't. If you won't allow God to lead you, God doesn't. We go our own way. But he told Samuel there came a point in time where, and Samuel, the Bible says, grieved many days, a long time, because God's patient and merciful. But there came a point in time, he goes, how long are you going to grieve over Saul? It's long enough. We're going on and we're going to find us some Davids. We're going to find the ones that will. We're going to have to let go of the ones that won't. They won't. Are you listening? We're at that point in time. Every person needs to. Like, man, that song was so powerful and how God's presence came in. It says, you know, search my heart, every part. And cleanse me, see, of that self stuff. Saul was so self-willed, so self-agenda. And he tried to, you know, do God's thing his own way. And God doesn't have it that way. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Doing what Jesus says, you know, to do. Honoring him as Lord is, is much better than just saying, you know, Lord, we did all these things our own way in your name. And he said... I wasn't your Lord. Amen. And that's the issue, isn't it? You want to read that? Yeah, I had a couple of things. I actually wrote it down so I would remember all of it. But uh, the first thing, it was talking about light. You know, that light cannot be anything other than what it is. Mm -hmm. It's bright. It dispels darkness. It enables us to see what's going on around us. God is light. And since he sent his Holy Spirit to live on the inside of you and me as believers, so are we. And as his ambassadors on this earth, we are to shine even when we don't even know we're mm-hmm. doing it. That's why it's so important mm-hmm. that we live our lives. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. But remember that every day somebody is watching your life and my life. Every day you're a light. 
Just make sure you're shining bright for Jesus, you know, because they're looking for something real. The other thing, you know, Jesus had told his followers, let your light shine before others. He didn't say if you feel like it, mm-hmm. if you want to, or maybe just do it once in a while when everything's going perfect. It was let your light shine before others. Get up, go out there, and let your light shine. He was calling them to live an active faith, not a passive one. Put your light on its stand. Your circumstances that we're all facing, that we've all got something or some things Mm -hmm. that we're facing, but let them be an opportunity to where you shine for Jesus, that we shine brightly for the Lord, that we can share God's overcoming truth, And that even though where you are is not where you're going to stay, that even though you may not feel very victorious, but when I trust my God, I will walk in victory because we know the end of the story, that I won't just survive, that I'm going to thrive, that I'm living for him, but I'm going to let my light shine for the Lord. And I will share God's overcoming victories in my life. That's what people need to hear, that look, I've been there. That's happened to me. I felt the same way. But I'm letting my light shine now because Jesus delivered me. He set me free. He healed me. He brought me out from where I was to where I am now. So God's overcoming truth needs to be lit. You need to be brightly shining for him because people need it. Your family needs it. Your community needs it. They need to know so that they have something to believe for. Mm-hmm. They need to know what, what light is in you so that they can have some hope yes. in this dark world. Amen. Yeah. Read that last one, Dan. That's the most powerful God's statement. overcoming truth with those around you. Share it. And you, then this right here. Your, your family and your community can tell what you believe by how we live. How we live. How we live. It doesn't mean a perfect life, that everything's always going Mm -hmm. right. But when they see you in some trouble, they see you go through it. Mm -hmm. See, because it's not about where you are. It's about where you're going. You know, but they watch our lives. That's what they're Mm -hmm. looking at is our lives. Amen. Pastor Ron will come if he will. Thank you, Pastor Ron. Aren't you so glad for Pastors Ron and Kelly, the worship team? Amen. Help us to... Enter into and enjoy the presence of God as he comes, yeah. Um, um, Phil Jackson is a faithful, faithful man. Not a perfect man like the rest of us, but a faithful man. I'd rather be, I'm glad when I stand in front of God that he's going to say, Bruce, you're a perfect man. That's not what I don't listen for. He's going to say, you are faithful. You. You were faithful. Amen. Phil called me on the uh, uh, phone, and he said that he had watched, and thank you, Phil. Like and subscribe, if you will. No, no, no. <laughs> no uh, Phil had watched Pastor in the past year. He, he didn't say that. He said, you know, you're, he goes, you remember when you preached waiting on when? And I had to think, I go, did I preach that in the church or was that in the pasture? Uh, it, it was in the pasture. And he said, while well, watching that, he said, he said, the Lord spoke to him these words. And he wrote them down. And, and, he, and he said, I, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, uh, uh, I wanted to put them in front of you. And, and uh, first of all, you know, I want to commend Phil for being faithful to write it down and to let God use him to, to follow that impression, that impulse that when he felt like God was speaking to him and not just for him. And this is a big thing, you know, but he said, I really felt like impressed over the over people, but especially the young people. And uh, so he brought it, he, he read it to me, and I said, Phil, right, you know, please, 
bring that. I want to share that. That that is bigger than just for you or just for me. It needs to it needs to be uh, it needs to be it's for people and not just even the people that are here today, but the people that are watching and will be watching. You know, I I share with John constantly. I said, you know, John, we. It's two redneck boys down here in the pasture doing this week after week. I said, but I'm, I said, I have such a sense. We may never know the people that it's reaching right now, but I said, I have such a sense that when we're not here anymore, that there's a day approaching, we may not be here. But this stuff that we have documented the journey and, and archived, and it's written down. And treasured. But that's what we're going to leave behind for people that during that time are desperate for answers. Desperate for to find God. And God's going to leave so much of his evidence laying around for them to see. Amen. There's probably more about that than it is the present about the future. So I want to read this. And I believe it was from the Spirit of God. And we value this word and value your obedience to God. And I pray that God take it beyond just this moment right now, but that it is a, that is, it is a flashpoint, it is an ignition point for other gifts and other people obeying God with who you are and what you have and how you know God. The Bible says when we come together, do you have something from God? A psalm, a hymn, a, a, a teacher, a revelation. He said, you know, that we're to give that. We're to give that. Such as I have. You know, David, uh, Peter and them said, and I've been on this side of the verse before. You know, he, sa- he said, silver and, God I, silver and gold I don't have. You ever felt like, God, I don't have. I don't have. I don't have what people think, what people need and want. But, you know, he stepped over that. He said, but such as I do have, I'm going to give that. What do you have? Boy, God really arrested me. He goes, what do you have? Thank God you, you had something. A gift. Amen. The most valuable thing in the world. You, he, you can hear from God. You hear God's voice, God's word, and God's word changes worlds. Amen. So he said, waiting on when, number one, when means at what or which time. When becomes the present. Being the present being or happening right now. And the present becomes now what is happening at this time. Number four, now at once what you see, what is you are seeing. Now becomes then the future. That is what to be. And this is the closing argument, the challenge from the Lord. You choose your future by saying yes or no to the place you want to be. Heaven or hell. Jesus gave on the cross for you and me. What choice do you take? Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we all stand at the place of right here and right now. And we're having to decide not what has happened, it's already done. Not even what is happened to this present moment, but this moment is about what will happen. And according to your word, Lord, all of us are making those choices. Where do you want to go? Let me ask you that today. What path do you want to be on? Are you headed towards heaven? Are you following the one who is the way? Or do you choose the other way, the world's way that deceptively cloaks itself and keeps people from knowing and understanding it seems right, but it isn't right. It winds up in death and destruction. 
ultimate separation from God forever. God, I pray today for everyone that stands in and so many, many, many in these days in the valley, gathering in the valley of decision, wanting to know if God be God, we'll serve him. If not, then, then I guess Bial, Baal will do. We'll just go the world's way. But Father, you thank, we thank you that the reality is, is that at the end of this life, whether sooner or later, there is a destiny and there's a definite des- destination, heaven or hell, life or death, blessing or curse. We thank you for decisions being made today. Oh, we pray that people would pray this prayer from the heart and mean it. Lord, with all of their heart, dear Jesus, come into my life. Be Lord, be master over me. Show me your way, and I will be a follower all the rest of my days from this day forward. Thank you for forgiving me of all. I am forgiven. I am washed. I am cleansed. Everything will be made brand new from this moment on. And I'll give you the glory and the honor and the praise for the rest of my story. Amen. Now, if you meant that, I want to congratulate you. Now, that's, that is the essence, the, the core, the center of this life. There's no other thing you will do in life that's more important than what we just did right there. And we'll help you in any way uh, that we can. Uh, we're here. We're going to be here uh, till Jesus comes. If you ever come and we're not here, you'll know it's still not too late. Let yourself on in. Break the window if you have to. It's all right. We won't care. Uh, you know, we want you to have and have out all the books and CDs and electronics and, you know, uh, 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 Google up passion and, you know, find out what you missed. But don't don't wait too late the second time uh you know, the second time around, I mean, get in, uh, get in on it before it's absolutely too late. Amen. But while we're still here, come, come on, come on home. Come to a family that'll love you. Come to church. Church is where God's happening. Amen. This is good. You know what's still kind of like the drive through winter. Amen. Uh, yeah, we're, I want to, I, 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 Feel one more thing that I wanna that I wanna do. I heard this early in the morning. There needs to be the word, but then there needs to be the working of the Spirit of God. There, there, someone listening to us, maybe more than one, out there. But I believe also in here that uh, you know you've wondered uh, what is God doing, but you've trusted Him. You know, Pastor Sandy delivered a powerful uh, word at the beginning. Such a wonderful movement of the presence of God. I want to get just a little bit more specific with that. Uh, you know, the, uh, this word redemption, redeemed. Up north we used to take uh, uh, glass glass bottles and, tin, and aluminum. Down here you do that, but up there we would take glass bottles and they would... Uh, you could redeem them. They would recycle them. Now, part of that process is that they, the glass would be crushed. And I heard the Lord say this, you know, you've been through the crushing. And then they would melt that down. You know, and you've been through the fire. I tell you, the Holy Ghost is working this word right now. And they and they would they would melt that into until it was molten and it was liquid and it could flow. And then you'd pull it out of the fire and begin to mold it and shape. If you ever seen anybody work glass, it's quite quite a thing. Quite a thing. There's a is a molding and a shaping into something brand new, something beyond, something so beautiful. Something that most of the world would discard and, you know, throw in the ditch and drive on by and forget all about it. But God says, I see value there. I see something that I can work with. 
You've been through, this is you, you've been through the crushing. You've, you've felt that. You've been through the fire. You certainly have felt that. Now don't quit on God right now. Don't quit right now. You're not a quitter. Stay with it till the end. Stay through the shaping and the molding because God is a lovingly. You know, one thing about the glass, they're not hammering it. They don't hammer it. They pull it. They just keep pulling it. Pulling it. Pulling it. Amen. If it cools off, they put it in the fire again and just, you know. Is that you today? Is there anybody here that's, uh, that bears witness in their, uh, in their spirit? Because I'm going to tell you, you know, your diligent seeking of the Lord, believing that he is your Lord, believing that he is good, believing that he is trustworthy is going to result in a great reward. And the, re- the great reward for your life, he is a rewarder of those that are diligent. You know, with staying under uh, his, when we humble ourselves under his mighty hand, the Bible says he will lift us up at just the right time. If that's you here uh, today, I want you to just stand up. I want to pray for you. You know, there are times that we need to make a move that just simply says, God, I hear you. That bears witness with me in my heart. That's me. See, you know. God's doing something, isn't he? Hallelujah. It's important that we, when we see what God is doing, see, we're gonna, we don't stumble all over ourselves around in the dark. We don't stumble over ourselves. see? You know, a lot of temptations sometimes to, you know, poor me and why is this happening to me? But I'll tell you why, God you are God's masterpiece. Amen. Father, everybody in on this that wants to be in on us, because, I mean, this is a powerful word, and it's going to be a powerful prayer. And the end of that, I'm going to release you into, uh, you know, the God who is and his reward for your life because you've been meeting the requirements. I want to encourage you, first of all, see what God is doing. Attend to what he is revealing to you, and you will be most blessed. But there is a thing coming where you're not going to even recognize the new you. You're going you're going to be so made over, so made new, you know, in your capacities and capabilities where God is concerned. You know, some of you have been crying out for this. You've been so faithful, you know, and struggling in the struggle. Listen, why miss out on the reward? You need to stand up if it's you, because I'm going to pray. I'm going to count to three. One. To you out there, before I say three, you need to make some sort of move. Put your hand on your device, on the TV, wherever it is that we're coming to. You know, just make the connection with the anointing of God because the presence of God is in this place. And the word of God is not limited. It comes to you and there will be a work in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, at your word we do these things. And Father, we are expectant of your work, that the sacrifice of our soul, the sacrifice of our life, Lord, is laid on the altar. And we say, Lord, make us into what you want us to be. All that you designed and desire of us, Lord, shape us, mold us. And make that new for each and every one of them. The new for you that you have, Father, specifically for them. I thank you that there is a divine release over their life. That the past is the past. That was then. This is now. But now is going to become the future in Jesus' name. That we're going to look forward to and be able to recognize and see the new thing that you're doing in our lives. And Father, we're going to take as much pleasure in it as you do. I release this word into their lives, Father. And I declare that it will be a working word from right now that we are glad in it. Glad in it. Now, Lord, they've been in some things, but there's going to come a gladness in it. Because they're not staying like they were. It's not going to be like it was. It is going to be beyond, exceedingly, abundantly, above all they ever could have hoped or dreamed or asked for or thought of in Jesus' name. So release the, the gladness, God. Yes. The gladness. The serving you with gladness. The trusting you 
in gladness, the rewards that are coming from you and doing the requirements in gladness. We're glad in it. Say it with me. Say, I'm glad in it. I'm glad in it. I'll no longer see it like I saw it before. Lord, anoint their eyes, anoint their ears, anoint their minds, anoint their heart, God, to embrace the new thing, to perceive the new thing, that you're making a way where there wasn't a way before, that the deserts will bloom, that the, that the dry places will be filled, well-watered gardens in Jesus' name. And we rejoice in you. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. You can agree with that for yourself or for your friends and family and neighbors. Say amen. Well, amen. Glory. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.